Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It is a beautiful day in Austin, Texas. Yep. But it's probably cold as hell. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. We've been inside working all day. (laughs) I wonder how many days I don't go outside. Lately, there's been a lot. Far too many. (laughs) I go outside pretty much every day. Yeah, you do. I do a good job of that. Well, once I have Pico, I'll definitely have to go outside. Yeah, that's a good way to force yourself outside. Get a dog. Yeah. So what's up? <laughs> um, <laughs> Outside of this, we're like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> we turn it on and really like, so awkward. <laughs> this is weird. Well, I thought the most obvious thing to talk about was the revelation you had yesterday at your group experience, your personal growth, self-actualization, all girls Let's talk about our feelings and struggles exercise that seemed to really take a load off of your shoulders. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was nice. At at first, I really was hesitant to go to an all-girls event, which is ironic because I'm like, it's so emotional, and I was the most emotional one. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe that's the way, maybe that's just an excuse I make for like not confronting certain emotions or I don't know. Um, But yeah, it was really, really nice because I've been feeling a lot of pressure around getting my implants out and then wanting to get a fat transfer to essentially make up for the implants now that they're out and feeling a lot of pressure and the sense of guilt of like, why am I not just good enough how I am? Like, why do I need to go under the knife again and put anesthesia and like deal with all this stuff that's like a lot in my body? Um, and just feeling like, haven't I done enough to my body? You know, and these, these voices in my head have just been, oh my God, just daily constant reminders of like, why are you not good enough? Or like, why can't you just believe you're good enough? You obviously don't love yourself, blah, 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 like over and over. And I'm like, and I, I've been so on edge about it. And, um, and then Andrew and I talking recently more about just other things that weigh into this that made it feel heavier. And then I had more voices in my head and I just would break out and just cry. Like, at random parts, it was like I was constantly in a state of crying at any second for the last like week. And I was like, I can't live like this. Like this is so unbelievably stressful. I've never dealt with this amount of stress in my life. And I go to this event yesterday and I share this stressful thing. And part of what helped me share it was actually reading this book I just started, which is The Courage to Be Disliked. And I I had just been thinking a lot about courage over the last two days even. And just like, like, what do I need courage to do right now? Um, So courage was just on my mind. And I was like, you know what? Instead of like sharing a struggle I've been dealing with around work, let me be real and share what's actually my major struggle right now and see if I could get some support. And it was unbelievable because... Wait, can you go into detail about exactly how it transpired because I thought that the way you presented the issue to these people was very 
useful for context? Yeah. I mean, I was basically like, I had an explant surgery late uh, last year. And since I realized how much my female identity has been tied to my boobs and it's scary how much boobs equals you're a woman in my brain. And like without the boobs, I was like, you're not attractive. You're ugly. You're not enough. People don't find you desirable anymore. You'll never be the hot girl anymore, this and that. So I kind of just, you know, opened up with like, wow, like it was crazy to realize this identity shift that came from taking my fake boobs out. And yeah, I basically said to the girls, I'm really struggling with trying to, and now that I've had, I, I just made a fat transfer surgery appointment that happens in two months. And within this time frame. I'm struggling to build love for myself because I feel like I have to love my body as it is right now. And if I can't, I'm going to feel guilty for the rest of my life once I have boobs that are bigger. And I'm going to look back and be like, why couldn't you love yourself during that time? Or like, you let your insecurity win. And, you know, just sharing these words with the girls, like I started breaking out in tears and I was like apologizing and they're like, stop apologizing. <laughs> it happens with like every girl. <laughs> but like, you know, they were just, they were just listening. And I, I, yeah, pretty much just said, if anyone can help me, if you've ever dealt with like a body image insecurity or something where you just, you learned how to love yourself with that insecurity um, and it, like, if you have any tips for me, I'm all ears because I'm honestly desperate and yeah. And it was just all the girls were saying, oh, well, yeah, you could try this. One girl was like, you could try this meditation that I've done. And this other girl opened up about her body insecurity, um, that, you know, she has dealt with and learned to love or whatever. And then there was another girl who's like, oh, this, um, you know, if you do this before bed, you can tap into your subconscious to answer your own questions in a more realistic way. And they're all like giving me advice. And like everyone around the room was like, gave me something, which was crazy because usually it's just like one or two people give you something. And every girl wanted to share something. I was so thankful for that. And this other girl, this one girl was like, I want to talk to you during the break. And that's all she said. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, sure. And then the break comes and that girl comes up to me and she was like, Hey, do you want to go sit on the couch? And I'm like, okay. So we walk over to the couch and she's like, let's, let's get under a blanket. And we're like cuddling under a blanket. I'm like right up against her. We're like snuggling our faces, like right in front of each other. And she's like, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. And like, and just like, let me know if it's cool. I just ask you some questions and kind of help you understand where your mind's at with all this. And it, it just, it could help. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, fuck it. Let's ask me, ask away. And she starts asking me question by question. And each question or each answer I gave her led me to like a new realization of like looking at this whole thing a different way. And she essentially helped me to understand, you know, she was like, I find your guilt really interesting. Like, why do you think you feel so bad? And, um, that's such a good line, like to get someone to open up to, because you're indicating you're coming from a place of like 
also depends on how you say it, but like curiosity. It's like, oh, I find this really interesting. And then you ask mm-hmm. about the thing. Like it's not a line that immediately puts someone on the defense. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just a, that would just be like a good gener- generic line to use when you want to have a conversation with some someone. Yeah. Yeah, because think about it. Even if you just say, why do you feel guilty? Like even that, yeah. it's like basically you're asking the same thing and you could even have the same intention, but just wording it, phrasing it like that changes the whole demeanor. Yeah. So anyways. So yeah, she was just, she was really good at talking and making eye contact and like, just like, it was just so easy to let the words out and to cry at certain answers and just be like, and then she's like, that's okay. Like, tell me about what you enjoyed about your boobs when you had them, you know? So like even the whole conversation wasn't about like all the pain, like she was bringing in a lot of joy and making me recognize like, wow, okay. Like I really am getting this fat transfer for me because I think I'll have fun having boobs. Like I'll enjoy them. Like it's the reason why I got fake boobs in the first place. And she was like, tell me about what it was like to have boobs. Like, what was it like? Like, tell me. And like, she's like talking like that and her voice is changing at different parts. And I was like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) But like just the whole conversation was like addressing pain, addressing the excitement of, of having boobs and not feeling bad about that excitement. And basically telling me there's no reason why you have to feel guilty. Um, it's clear that you love yourself, right? Like, would you say you love yourself? And I'm like, yeah, like I really think I do. And she's like, do you think you're getting these boobs for anyone else but you? Like, are you doing it to fit in? Are you doing it because someone's forcing you? Or you feel like society is making you believe you have to have this? And I was like, I mean, I think we're all brainwashed, of course, to a certain extent, but like, I do want to do this for me. And I am you know, I do think of when I had boobs and how much fun it was to have them. And when I initially got them, there was no guilt of getting them. It was like, oh my God, I'm getting a boobs. It's going to be awesome. You know, and it was so light and easy. And, um, and this time around, like, it's like, why can't it be light and easy again? And it just essentially took away all the pressure I had because I realized she, she made me realize or helped me realize I do love myself. And that doesn't mean I have to love every part of my image to love who I am. And that was the major thing because in my mind, it was like, you better learn to love yourself in the two months that you have looking like this. And you have to love this, how it looks and you have to love how it looks and find it sexy. And then in my mind, I'm like, this is impossible. Like I'll never find this sexy. Like, how am I going to do this? Fuck. What am I going to do? How am I going to make Andrew think this is sexy? Like I have to convince him and me. And it was just this, oh, this like pressure where like a clock is ticking and it's like, you have this much time. Otherwise you're going to be a shit person. <laughs> like, oh, So like, it just felt so good to have someone be like, Hey, you could love yourself and not love every way that you look like that's okay. And we also contribute our physical being to how we feel sexually in terms of attraction. It's just what we do. It's why we straighten our hair or do our hair when we, when we go out, it makes us feel sexier. It's why we wear certain things. It's why women put on makeup. Like, you know, it's, we do things to enhance the way we feel. And as long as you don't feel like you're no one without boobs you know, and you need them to be a full person or to love yourself, you know, then just think of it like 
it's like makeup, you know, maybe it's a little more than that, you know, based on the, the healing your body goes through or whatnot, but it's really essentially the same thing. Um, so yeah, I, I just felt like a suit of armor was taken off of me and I'm like, Oh, okay. I could breathe again. (laughs) I could feel good about the decision. I could actually get excited for the decision, um, which I think is really important going into surgery, you know, like you don't want to go in feeling bad about it. Um, you want to go in being like, Hey, like this is going to be part of the healing. This is going to be great. I can't wait. Um, you know, I, it's okay. Like I love, I love myself. It's okay to not love how I look in the mirror, but I still, I still love my boobs. I'm just going to give them a little makeover. (laughs) So yeah, I like yesterday was probably the best I felt in, I don't know, like a long time. (laughs) You came back from that just like floating. <laughs> I like floated in the door. I was yeah. like, hello. <laughs> I could just see that a weight had been lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. What I thought was really, I mean, there's so much to un, unbottle from your conversation with this woman because it really challenges how much is a person willing to accept um, you know, what our culture and society has in terms of influence on us. Like for her to say, it's okay if you don't love everything about how you look or it's okay to be excited to change how you look because it's going to make you feel better. And it's also interesting that that is so much more, it feels, it's not at all taboo for a woman to, or or for a guy to dress a certain way, to do their hair a certain way, to do things that, you know, some in some cases are just temporary, to make themselves look a certain way to other people or to feel a certain way to themselves. But when it comes to getting fake boobs, I think there is a good percentage of society that is going to judge that person for that in a way that you would never judge someone for the clothes they wear, for the way they do their hair to make themselves look or feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, And in fact, I would say there's, I've even felt this too, is like, oh, that makes me really sad that you feel like you have to you know, do something to your boobs in order to feel more like a woman. And I still am sort of struggling with that because in order for, in order for you to have to get, in order for you to be able to get excited about getting your boobs and seeing it as a fun thing, there is a certain amount of accepting that society and culture is pushing an idea of what it is to be feminine and what it is to be beautiful onto you. And you're just sort of saying, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that is okay because there is no rule written in the sky that says one thing is right and one thing is wrong. So you can kind of feel okay about whatever it is that you do. I think the, you know, one could argue that the main, you know, the the main 
thing is like, is it hurting anybody? Like, are you, are you hurting anybody by doing that? Are you hurting yourself by doing that? Um, and if the answer is no, and you're just doing it cause you just want to do it and you feel good about it. Um, well, I think maybe you kind of just made me think of something that maybe, um, maybe there's guilt this time around because the first pair of boobs did hurt me and took me through a very traumatic hard year. It made me sick. So maybe there is some sort of like, okay, you're putting your body back under the knife. Like, are we doing this again? Even though it's not the same thing. But yeah, I wonder if that's like part of it. Maybe. I was thinking the guilt was coming from, you know, I I, I think most of the guilt probably comes from the more, the, the message that we get nowadays um, from, especially from, you know, more feminist movement is like, you should love and accept your body exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should all strive for. And, and then there's a, also the message of do whatever you want and d- no questions asked. And yeah, you're a woman, you make your own decisions. Yeah. So. so there's some, there's some seemingly, uh, point of views that are at odds with one another in this in this philosophy that gets pushed on us and there's also one could argue a very unrealistic standard about how you should feel about yourself in the same way that that same group i would argue pushes the idea that there are unrealistic standards about how you should look right there's a certain standard of beauty that is presented to us in particular in advertising Um, and in celebrity that is completely unrealistic and does make people feel bad about themselves. And ironically, there's now this, you know, uh, pressure the other way that you should love and accept yourself exactly how you are. And it's like, if you don't love and accept yourself for exactly how you are, you're made to feel guilty about that. Mm -hmm. When, you know, I think as with most things, like the the reality is somewhere in the middle. It's like you can, it's okay to strive to feel a type of empowerment that you might call like feeling feminine or as a guy feeling masculine. Um, or you, on some days, on most days, you know, I, it, it, on most days or about most things about yourself, you do want to find a way to love yourself and to accept yourself. And it's also okay if some days you just don't, feel that like you just don't feel all the love for yourself because you know there's a little bit of self-judgment there there's a little bit of doing something that maybe you didn't feel great about um and all of it just kind of has to be okay otherwise the anxiety and everything else starts to start to seep in but yeah this whole experience has also been very eye-opening for me it's definitely made me realize how it's, it's not only made me realize how brainwashed I am by culture and society in terms of what I, in terms of my perspective of, of beauty, but it, because I suppose to some degree I've always known that in the past because I myself have strived for looking a certain way, uh, in particular when it comes to fitness, um, you know, I'm definitely part of my drive to maintain a certain um, level of strength and muscle tone is derived from how I think others will perceive me 
if I look a certain way or how you'll perceive me if I look a certain way. Um, but I've never been forced to look at that part of me that is brainwashed and to, um, I've just never been like particularly challenged. I kind of just thought Mm -hmm. I was going to get through life and like that would just kind of be, there was going to be some vanity there and like that just wasn't really going to matter except for when I got like older and I just had to eventually get to the point where you kind of have to accept that you're you know, your skin's going to sag and you're not going to be as strong and you're going to lose muscle definition and all that. But I thought that was a problem for like my forties and fifties and sixties and so on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's facing that challenge, um, much sooner has been, uh, difficult and interesting and yeah, quite the, quite the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's like not to discount what you're dealing with, but like with my thing, it's like one day it's there, one day it's gone and there's no, nothing I can do about it unless I go under the knife and find the right surgeon. And, you know, so there is something I could do, but like by myself, there's nothing I can do to fix that. So like, I think that helplessness really spiked the anxiety where it's like, I just felt like this isn't even up to me. Like they're just gone. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, it's like you, you wake up with a beer belly and it's a huge belly and you can't get rid of it. And then you have to expect me to be attracted to it. And it's like, well, don't you love me? Like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you're sexier without the beer belly. So I, that's why I get it. Like, that's why I get this whole dynamic and how it brings challenge to attraction, you know, not just between us, but with me and myself. Like, if you looked in the mirror every day and saw that beer belly, like, it would change the way you identify with yourself. It would change the way you saw people view you. Like, people would view you differently. Yeah, totally. They would treat you differently. Yeah, like you would talk to yourself differently. Yeah. You wouldn't feel good enough for certain things. Like, so yeah, that's been, it's just been crazy. But yeah, to have a partner like you who's so like understands, understands it and is just holding my hand through it um, has been really, really helpful in many, many ways. But, but yeah, this, uh, this girl who I talked to yesterday. Now known as your fairy godmother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out to Lauren, my fairy godmother. <laughs> she also is giving me all these recommendations for like my healing process and like what garments to buy to like hold my skin in and like, you know, the whole lipo dealing with that. And like, yeah, cause I don't think you said, but this girl also yeah, went she, through oh, a yeah, fat transfer. She also had a fat transfer. Um, which was so crazy to be like talking me through all this and be like, Hey, by the way, I did it too. And here's what the process is like, and here's what you can expect. And like, you deserve this, like you deserve to be happy and, and to feel good about yourself. And you deserve to have your exterior match what you feel you are internally. And that was an interesting way she put it. And she was like, that's why I got mine done was, you know, to match the how she felt inside with the outside. Yeah, it's also interesting because that's how I feel about when I do photography 
and I take pictures of friends and I will, in some cases, really go into detail using Photoshop to get rid of like pimples or um, things that on one hand you could call, on one hand you could call it being either judgmental or mm. it could look that as almost like getting, it's like less authentic. And I think, I don't know if I've ever explained this to you, but the way I've always looked at it is whenever I give photos over to someone, I want them to, I want them to see how they remember feeling mm. and getting rid of things that are otherwise very distracting, like quote unquote imperfect skin. That's probably the most common one, especially for things that are like a portrait. Yeah. They just, it, 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 it can ruin a picture that is otherwise so perfect, but because of the insecurities that we all have, if you don't remove those, just call them blemishes as the photographer, that's all the person sees mm. when you give it to them. Like you, robs them of the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Like robs them of the feeling of whatever it was they were experiencing that time at that time. They don't even want to look at the photo. Yeah. So I think there's a point of overdoing it. Um, there's a gray yeah. area. All the and filters. Like, and yeah. Or like, you know, taking someone's waist in, you know, mm. things. Um, and, and I mean, to be honest, even that, like I've, I've in the past like done, um, you know, I don't know if it's like an elopement shoot or what, where I, I, you know, definitely it wasn't drastic, but, you know, definitely helped, um, tried to help someone just feel good about how they looked that day. Because I also know that also is sort of learned from experience of seeing photos people would select of themselves after I would send them photos, like mm -hmm. a picture that I would think that were my favorites, someone else would choose something else. In in my opinion, based on what I could see from what they chose, it was because something like that photo, that other photo that I took that they chose maybe made them look a little bit skinnier because of the yeah. angle or made, it was the, it was the good side, you know, it was their good side. Mm. Um, when, even if it was a little bit of a lot less authentic joy that I could see coming through the photo, um, so I've definitely taken liberties to try to make minor adjustments that are just enough to not take away from the authenticity of, of that moment while also removing things that I know are just going to distract them from how great the memory was. Mm. Wow. That's so interesting. It's like walking a fine line, right? Yeah. I mean, all of it just comes down to, um, uh, what's okay with you and um and how secure are you and like where is that coming from mm. there's just there's no rules around any of this you know like yeah and i think that was part of the this whole like am i letting the insecurity win battle was like like am i not a secure person right if i need like a certain amount of boob volume to feel good feel sexy, feel woman. And then it's also interesting and frustrating how you'll, you know, either see posts and like women are like, just accept, like, I don't care what people think and you shouldn't care what people think when you're like 
when you get your fake boobs taken out, like, like just love yourself for who you are. And like, I saw a bunch of people talk like this and then you go look at their pictures and they're like a B cup, like naturally. And I'm like, okay, but you still have boobs. (laughs) Like they're still there. And, um, I get that everyone's on their own battle and they see themselves differently or on their own journey or whatever. But yeah, it was just, that was a frustrating part for me too, because I was small to begin with. And after my explant, I'm even smaller due to the fact they had to get, make sure they got the whole capsule out of me from my fake boobs. So I basically have nipples, (laughs) just like nipples on a chest. (laughs) So the fact that I was like seeing so much of that too, I'm like, you don't like, you don't get it. Like you don't even get it. And you're a woman who's gone through this, like, and you still don't get it. So I felt like I was very alone in this too. Like this whole thing, it was like, nobody fucking gets it. And like, no one can understand this. But, um, and then like, I would go to like cancer pages you know, and it's like, they get it. But then all the conversations were about cancer. And then it was making me think maybe I have cancer, you know? And then it was like bringing up this other anxiety where it's like, I can't read about cancer every day because that's not even my situation. So it was like, I was, I didn't want to talk to friends about it. Like I didn't want to talk to anyone. So it was just my mind like (laughs) eating away. Um, but yeah, I, I can't believe like I finally talked to someone about it and it was like the perfect conversation Yeah. <laughs> to just, yeah, just allow so much. Shout out to Aaron for yeah. hosting that. Yeah. Truly. I told her that yesterday. I was like, this, I wouldn't have, this wouldn't have happened if it weren't for you. She was just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So cool. Shall we wrap it? Yeah. Let's wrap it. Everyone read The Courage to Be Disliked. We'll probably talk about it next episode because it's definitely worth talking about. And I want to read a bit more before I can discuss it. And Andrew's read it. But we'll save that for next time. Yeah, lots of good key points in here. All like the book is just I gave Steph the book that I read, which has tons of highlights and notes and sticky notes. And (laughs) (laughs) so, yeah, lots to talk about. Great book. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Later.